Planet Water Podcast. Hello, everybody, and this is a new episode of uh, Water with, you know, I'm Martin Rieser, your personal water sommelier, and obviously I have my co-host Michael Masha with me. Michael, how are you in Texas? Hello, I'm doing fine. Very excited. We talked to two portfolio distributors last time, and I'm excited that we're now talking again to a brand, a water brand, and that we will be able to taste some, some nice, great waters. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, so where are we going today, Michael? Where are we going? We're going to Europe, I think, huh? Yeah, we're, we're back in Europe, and we're in, we're in Portugal. I have been there many times. It's a fantastic country. Don't tell anybody about it, because then too many tourists will come there. But it's unbelievable beauty, really nice people, and fantastic food, and some, some really great waters. So we're talking today about Pedras, and we have Antunes da Silva with us, and he is... He works for Petrus. He's a geologist and also a trained water sommelier. So we're all talking to professionals today. Hello, how are you? Good. Very happy to be here with you today. We are very excited to have you. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and I already heard, so you're a water sommelier and a yep. geologist. So for me, obviously, both comes together, I think. And I, uh, a lot of people always still don't know that water even has terroir, and Petras, I know, has a very interesting terroir. So tell me a little bit about you first, like about your history, why you became interested in water. Well, yeah, uh, I studied geology, and uh, mm, it was the first job I had as a, as a geologist was in hydrogeology, that is to say, uh, to take care, let's say, let's say of, uh, of uh, water uh, sources and water origins. So I've always worked since 91 with the natural uh, mineral waters. Uh, one of those is Pedras and the other is Vidago. Yeah, so I've, it's almost 30 years I work with these brands. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, Pedras, a little bit about the, the history? Where are we going? Where's the source? Give us a, a little picture of, of Pedras. Yeah, so the source is in the north of Portugal. Um, it has uh, its origin um, as uh, use of the water began with uh, therapeutic, therapeutical uh, purposes using the water for uh, stomach problems and uh, in the mineral water spas. That was in the beginning of the last century, even before a little bit. Um, so they be, the, the, the use of the water began to be as a, a, a medicine and it would, it would be sold only in pharmacies uh, by prescription doctor prescription and um, nowadays it's uh, Pedras is the, the biggest brand in Portugal of water uh, with natural gas so it's it's a water that comes out of the ground uh, with a high level on minerals and high level on natural CO2 uh, there's no, no CO2 added artificially everything is made by nature in depth 
um, Pedros and Vidago, they stay along of, um, a very uh, big geological fault in the north of Portugal. Uh, and that, that fault, that uh, fault system, is the responsible for the water going down in deep to get the minerals from the granite rock and uh, to get from the from the the core of the earth for from the um, uh, fusion area in the in, inside the earth the, the the gas comes up the water goes down they mix together in depth and then we have pedras in that fascinating so uh, michael it's so interesting uh, that you just said as well about like municipal source and this is like in pharmacies and this is like 400 years ago it was like almost medication and yeah. uh, we just talked michael and myself um talking all the time about the different minerality level and tds levels and it's so fascinating for us that here in america it's almost like by the regular consumer it's not a good thing when you have minerals dissolved <laughs> it's very strange and and i just saw a post last time where somebody said It's really funny, the difference between Europe and America when it comes to water. In Europe, you're paying money for TDS. In America, you're paying money for no TDS. It's very, very strange. And I think it's, it's again, important and important and important that people understand that water is not just H2O, that water has a mineral composition, that there's more to water when we may be thinking Because we're all learning in school, oh, it's H2O. But that yeah. there are minerals dissolved. A lot of people still don't know that concept. And again, for our listeners, there is no water on this planet been found with a TDS of zero. That is a mankind-made water when a, when a water is a TDS of zero, when there's no minerals dissolved whatsoever. That water is not known by Mother Nature. Mother Nature always adds minerals to it to make water very, in my belief, very tasty. Uh, I had TDS zero water as well in my life, obviously as a water sommelier, it's disgusting in taste. It's super boring, it's very, very flat, it not taste well. There are studies now been done, and we all know the different taste profiles, from umami over salty, over bitter, over sweet. Um, there are now studies been done by rats that there might be a taste of water that that rats can actually detect this is water and this is not water. And they don't think it's something about umami and the regular taste profiles what we know on our tongue, that there's another one what signalizes in our brain water. And it makes completely sense to me because, let's face it, we are human beings, we are created to over 60% of water. Obviously, it's very important that we're detecting water as well. And no, oh my God, I should drink that because our body needs that. But our body does not just need H2O, our body needs minerals, like calcium, magnesium, potassium, silica, all these amazing minerals, what our body needs. That's the reason we're eating food, and that's the reason we're drinking water. So let me ask you this. I know Petros has a little higher TDS level. Huh? So what is actually in your water besides H2O? Well, uh, what we have in the water, it's, uh, it has to do with the rock from where it circulates, the granite. So mainly we have bicarbonate that uh, uh, in our body is what makes the pH level get um, um, 
uh, in equilibrium. That is to say, for example, if you do a lot of exercise, your body cells try uh, begin to produce acids. So if you have more bicarbonate inside your body, it will uh, compensate the formation of the acid and will have uh, the bicarbonate can have some kind of action in your body in that kind of, of exercise. So it has other components and all the other components, they also have, of course, none of them can, can be used as the only source of minerals for an equilibrium diet a person can do, but um, they can be a good complement in uh, a daily diet for um, getting some of the minerals they have. It has. it has lots of them. Some of them come in the, in the label. You can see them in the label. But uh, that is only some of them because uh, lots of it, uh, it wouldn't fit all, all in the label. And we are speaking just for the, the main components. Then we have the, the vestigiary components, that is to say, the ones that are in small, small amounts. And um, those uh, in therapeutical uh, use are the ones, are some of the ones that uh, are considered more important for the action in the human body. Yeah, I think it's, it's mineral and trace elements that are really important. And yeah. um, Petrus has a lot of, has a lot of them. And I remember I did a water tasting event with with you guys, with Petrus in New York a while ago. And I was very afraid of introducing uh, heavy mineralized water. You know, let's keep in mind, I think it's 2,800 around that number, the, the total minerals in milligram in, 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 in the water. And just to compare it, you know, if you have, if you drink the processed water, Aquafina, Tanzania or something like that, it's around 60. So it's significant. It's a magnitude more of, of minerals in the water. And I was very afraid that people in the U.S. wouldn't like the heavy mineral water. But together with the bubbles, they're not too loud, they're not too small, a really nice size of bubbles and the minerality. People really enjoyed the water. And when I told them later, look, you have a water with a very high mineral content, they were actually surprised. So I think what I like about Petrus is it's very approachable. It doesn't show immediately in your face, I have 2,800 milligrams of mineralization. I have, you know, nice soft bubbles. It's very food-friendly water. And I just want to reiterate, and I want you to talk a little bit more about that. The water is naturally carbonated. I mean, there is, as you mentioned, um, CO2 already in the, in the water when it emerges. Can you tell us briefly, how, how do you capture the CO? How, how do you make sure the CO doesn't disappear? How does the CO get in the bottle? Does it come straight from the water or is it separated and then reunited? Yeah, so one thing, uh, just to complement what you said about the mineralization and the, the feeling of the mineralization in this water, uh, as, as, as the gas and the minerals are from the water, are inside the structure of the water, you don't feel them separately. That is to say, it's a natural product, so you, you don't have uh, this feeling of anything being out of place. So the gas is in, it, in its place, the minerals are in their place, so they combine together and they are in equilibrium, completely in equilibrium. That is why when you drink pedras, you don't feel more the gas or more the minerals because everything is, is in a bulk, it's in, 
it's, it's together. Yeah. So, uh, uh, of course, when when the water comes from the sources, you have to uh, get it until the bottle. Yeah. So, as as you pump the water, the the gas as when when you shake a bottle, the gas as um, it generally goes out of the water. Yeah. So all the system is uh, isolated, so the gas won't be lost. The, the, this gas is um, reco recovered, it's kept, and then it's put in the, the bottle in the end, when it is bottled, just in the same amount as it is in the sources. Yeah. So that makes so sense. Mm, I think that's very interesting, I think, for the, for the listeners and viewers. Um, because a lot of people always know, like, okay, when you shake a bottle and you just set it as well, the, the carbonation obviously will disappear. So I think it's very interesting to hear that, that, um, that pretty much all, uh, let's not, let not say all, but a lot or the majority of uh, water companies, even when it's a natural occurring carbonated water, will obviously extract the carbonation, put it into a gas tank, bottling the still version, and then adding back the same amount of CO2 what the what Mother Nature actually created. And there are other brands, obviously, they have like different um, carbonation levels. So they have a still version, they have a medium carbonate water and a full carbonate water then on their market. Gerolsteiner, for example, in Germany is one of these brands. It's a natural occurring carbonated water as well, but they're extracting the carbonation and then they're working on different versions on that to introduce back the CO2. So you're doing exactly the same measurement of CO2 what Mother Nature creates. Yeah. Yes. Very interesting. Exactly. Yes. Uh, because uh, this is the way to do it. Because otherwise, it wouldn't stay balanced. Because you would have too much uh, carbonation, you would begin to feel that stinging of the acid from the, 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 the carbonation, from the CO2, and you would lose part of the flavor of the water. So you must stay in equilibrium so that it is a completely natural product. I like that you're saying that because a lot of people are always saying like, yeah, but when you, when you, we're just altering a little bit of the water and then it will be still fine. But you are absolutely right. This is a product of nature. We're talking about something un untouched by mankind, pretty much, except like that you're extracting and adding back on the mineral, uh, the, the carbonation. And I love that you're saying that and you want to keep it like that because let's face it, um, it's the same like when you have an amazing painter and you suddenly tell the painter, I don't know, there's too much red in the picture. Let's put some blue on it. And the painter will say like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, this is not my picture anymore. Now you change the picture completely. And this is pretty much the same with your water. So this is what Mother Nature created. And you're paying almost like tribute and honor to this amazing product. And you're saying, no, 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 this is Mother Nature. We don't alter Mother Nature at all. We just want to make sure that you're preserving the taste, what Mother Nature created perfectly in the bottle. And due to that, because you have to fill it somehow into a bottle, you need to extract the gas and then bring it back on. So I like that. Um, one more thing, and this is something for Michael. Um, I just had a conversation on Twitter with somebody about high TDS versus low TDS. And she suddenly said, oh my God, Martin, you said on your Netflix show, um, high TDS is so good, but she thinks that high TDS alters into cancer. 
And it was always, it's always interesting when you're hearing this kind of like comments. And then I was Googling a little bit because I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm a water sommelier. I'm a guy who likes to drink water from nature. And I'm not the person who tells you, oh, you should drink that water and fight the cancer. This is for me like always crazy. She thought I said this on Netflix. Obviously, I did not. I would never put health claims to waters. I just said on Netflix that you want minerals, what your body actually needs, like calcium, magnesium, all this kind of minerals. That is a scientific fact that your body wants that. And then I explained it to her, listen, TDS can be amazing, but can be actually very bad as well. Because it depends on which TDS we're talking about. I mean, like on which minerals are dissolved. Because TDS stands for total dissolved solids. It does not stand for total dissolved minerals or total dissolved electrolytes. And I think that is a little confusing for people now that they're saying, you know, Martin said high TDS. So they're running now to maybe um, a river. They are putting their TDS measurements into the river. Maybe the river says TDS of 3000. Maybe it's loaded with arsenic. You don't know. And they think this is now the healthiest water ever. So obviously, guys, that does not work. The TDS in general is more for us water sommeliers a good measurement that we know in which rain park of the taste profile we are talking about. Yeah? Petras, 2800, high mineral composition, will be a little bit stronger in taste than obviously Svalbardi with a TDS of 17, where barely any minerals are dissolved. So that is the idea of the general idea why we're saying TDS. But please do not get confused with high TDS levels when maybe that is unhealthy to drink because theirs might be um, stuff dissolved, what actually your body doesn't want. So, but you will not find this in bottled water because they're all regulated, uh, especially in Europe, highly regulated in Europe, highly regulated. So always when people are saying, nah, Martin, tap water is highly regulated than bottled water. No, 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 no. So bottled water is highly regulated. And maybe, Michael, you want to say something to it. And then we're going back to Petras because you're already smiling at me and saying like this, this, this about the regulations of bottled water. I think you had a really good point and I'm, I'm smiling because when I came to America, you know, 25 years ago, I learned the phrase that more is better. And I thought it's really funny. But what you just said is exactly this kind of more is better. You tell people TDS is good. And then the answer is the more TDS you have, the better it must be. And it's, of course, not the case exactly as you described. Because if you think about it, seawater, salt water has a TDS of about 34,000. And I would not recommend to drink it. You, you're actually probably not able to drink it because you would immediately expel it from your body your body your body is smarter than you your body tells you this is not for consumption you know, even if you try but i want to come back quickly to to petrus and really draw the attention to this natural carbonation so most waters you drink where it says sparkling water is artificially carbonated still water you buy co2 from a company and the co2 is is put back at the bottling into the water and you have a sparkling water. And exactly like Antunes described this, you feel a little bit of this um, acidic sensation. The two things are forced together. You can really tell. And I sometimes compare it to a forced marriage. You know, two people have really nothing to do with them and suddenly they're married in the bottle and they have to pretend to be sparkling water. I think it's very different with 
the process that Hedras does is where the water has been together for a very long time. They're separated shortly and come together again. And exactly as, as you, you described this, there's a structure, there's a grip there. The CO2 can hold on to it. And what we see with natural carbonated waters, and especially with Petras, is also that the carbonation holds on much, much longer than with the artificial carbonated water. So it's a married couple, has been married for a long time, gets separated, gets put together in the bottle, and is happy again. So do you also see that the CO2 holds on much, much longer in natural carbonated waters? Yes. And uh, if you do the experiment with other, with some brands, with uh, um, either with, um, even if they are naturally carbonated, but they add more gas than it is normally in the water, that is naturally in the water, you see the gas that goes away because there is not enough chemical structure to, to sustain the gas inside the water. So um, when compared to, to Pedras or to Vidago, in which the, the, the gas in natural is in the, the, the amount that is in equilibrium with all the rest of the minerals, the gas tends to stay more in the water. Yeah? Even uh, when we taste the water, we don't taste it, of course, uh, fresh water. We taste it not cold water, let's say. Cold water, we taste it at room temperature. At room temperature, you'll see the, the gas from the others go away. And after 10 minutes, they almost have no, go, no gas inside. Uh, and the, a natural, naturally carbonated natural mineral water, it stays the gas inside because the gas stays uh, with the rest of the minerals inside the, water, the structure of the water. Yeah? So that's that is... That, sorry. I, I, really, I really like that. Um, because you are going like this, I have, I have a question. Um, how, because I think this is like a question what a lot of people always want to know. So the CO2, when you're telling me it's, it's already in the water, so where's the CO2 coming from in the grounds? What's happening in the stone layers or whatever? It's like a volcanic reaction. Is the altering of what's happening in Mother Nature that there's actually CO2 possible to be produced and then folded into water? Well, as you said, it has all to do with the terroir. That is to say, it depends always on the geological setting where the water forms. This one, Pedras, Salgadas, Vidago, they form inside a, a granite massive that has big fault system that takes the, water, the rainwater. The origin of the water is always the same. All the water, either mineral or rivers or rainwater, they are all in the, the, the water cycle that we learn in school when we are, we are little. Yeah? So the, this water, uh, is different from the others. Why? Because it goes underground. It has some uh, highways that will take it deeper into the ground. Those are the default systems. During this uh, trip, it gets in contact with the rocks. It, it, it has, we are speaking about 100 years long trip. So it has a lot of time to interact with the rocks to take the minerals from the rocks and in depth, the same structure that takes the water down brings from the, the earth mantles, you know, where there is the, this area all in fusion. We have gases that comes up and this gas comes up the same system fault and meets the water down. At 
temperatures higher than you have at the surface, at pressures higher than you have in surface. So this way, uh, it will be possible for the gas to mix into the water and to make part of the water structure together with the minerals that come from the, the granites. That is how the, the gas gets into the water. So I think that makes the water really special. And that's why, you know, both, both Martin and I really love and enjoy natural carbonated waters because they are so, so different. They're so special, so to speak. It, it also shows that it's not just now, as you mentioned before, those were spas, right? People 100, 150 years ago went to these places in order to get healthy from, from the city life. And I have been to Pedras. It's a, it's a very beautiful spa. And we're going to put some some images here that you sent us some some videos. So this has been used for for a very long time in 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 Petters. But can you talk a little bit about also Vitago because it's not very far. I think it's you know ten twenty miles apart. There's another source called Vitago with a very beautiful hotel. I think the king built it as a palace, and then Portugal decided they don't need a king anymore, right? And it became a hotel or something along those lines. So. Uh, good for them but can you talk a little bit about the two different sources do they tap into the same um, aquifer and are they very different or are they very similar well they, they when when you uh, classify a water you generally use the main minerals of the water and if you speak about the main minerals of these two waters Pedra Salgadas and Vidago the main minerals are the same they have slight differences in water, in, in gas content, uh, and they have some of the trace elements that are also different from one water to the other. The main thing is that the, the geological system, the geological fault system that is responsible for pedras is the same one that is uh, responsible for, uh, for Vidago. Uh, they, they are like 10, 11 kilometers apart from each other. The Pedras more to the south, Vidago more to the, to the north. Yeah, uh, They have more or less the same uh, history in use. That is to say, they also began in Vidago as a natural mineral water spa for um, stomach problems and uh, stuff like that. Um, then they evolved differently uh, in the market. Um, so that is why Pedras nowadays is the, the biggest one and Vidago has a, a, a smaller position in the market. Um, this big system, this big fault system has like uh, 200 kilometers and along this system, depending on the geological setting, you will have different waters. Like you have some waters uh, of... Uh, Almost almost seventy degrees that you have more north in in um, in Chaves. I don't know if you have been there, or you go more to the south and you have uh, sulfur waters. All of this depending on the geological settings. With these two waters, you have you have very similar geological settings, but you have some differences below ground in the water circulation, and you will probably have some small differences in the granites. That is why we have different trace elements 
from one water to the other. We have different mineralizations and we have a slight different um, gas content in one water and in the other water. Yeah. I'm getting thirsty. So okay. we're, we're, talking, we're talking since 30 minutes about water and I haven't tasted it yet. What's wrong with us here? Uh, there should be there should be the first thing we should do actually in a in a tasting. Oh, here look at this, uh, the beautiful bottles. So we're gonna taste obviously Petras right now. So I'm gonna pour this myself in into Michael's beautiful water glass. So you see the carbonation right away is like a little bit on the stronger side, I would say, when I would look at it. Um, when the viewers can see it as well, like look at this, huh? Beautiful, nice carbonation. Look, there's my my body behind it, let's do it like this. That's a little bit nicer. I think that you can actually look through this. Well, it looks very, very good, the carbonation. So let's cheer to Petras in Portugal. Cheers. Cheers. I've poured myself also a water that I really enjoy. You can really see the, the big bubbles, but if you drink the water, the bubbles are not as big. You know, they're, they're kind of medium size. And what I'm always amazed, and I don't know how you feel, Martin, is it doesn't taste like 2800 compared if you drink a Vichy, which is, you know, almost the same kind of um, mineralization. I'm completely surprised, I have to say, because you're absolutely right, Michael. I thought, okay, bubbles are big, 2800 in my head. I was like, bam, that's going to be a big one. So now I'm tasting it. I was like, whoa, I'm completely surprised because the carbonation, what you first see in your glass, it's completely like, it's a medium, like very, very light carbonation actually on your palate. It's very round and it almost hides the mineral composition. You can detect the higher TDS level, I think, in the aftertaste a little bit. Then the, the kicker comes with the minerality. But in the beginning, the mouthfeel is super round. Very surprising. Like very, very surprising. It's an incredible good water. I think it's amazing for... For 2,800 and carbonation, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to me how smooth actually that water is for that mineral composition. Yeah, as I mentioned, I think it's very, very accessible. It's, it's one of my favorite waters. It's very, very accessible. When I learned first about it, I thought, wow, this is, this is really great. And it's, it's really a gateway for people to enjoy waters with a a bigger body, you know, full-bodied water without going the full way into a Vichy or a Roy or some of the, of the, of the German water. So I think it's, it's very unique. And what it also is, I think it's very food friendly. Again, like other waters, it sits right in the middle. It can go either way. You can have a grilled fish with this and it, it wouldn't destroy it. Or you can have some, some meat or game with it and it would work with that. So it sits really nicely in this middle and I think Portugal, as I mentioned, is really, really a, a food capital. I think more people should know about the cuisine in in Portugal. How do you see? How, how do people use the water in in, in Portugal? Is this also a, a water that people drink with food? Yeah, uh, I have that problem because people will always uh, try when 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 I I'm I'm, I'm tasting waters. And when I show waters to people, they always ask me, please let me know how, with what kind of food should I drink this water. And with Pedras, I always have this problem because it doesn't get over any, any flavors from the food. And uh, it has this action of cleaning your palate 
between what you are eating and you, the wines you might be drinking. And that you, it like renews the ability of tasting everything new again in each uh, fork you, 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 you take. So even if the, even generally the waters with this kind of mineralization and with the gas, you try to put with heavier, heavier um, uh, foods, you know, like uh, uh, robust uh, plates. But uh, as you said, I, I really think this water goes well with almost any kind of food, yeah? From the very smooth, like a uh, grilled fish, to the spicy, um, to a spicy, like hot pot, Chinese hot pot, something like that, they would stay, I tried them and they stay good. It, that's, that's, it's a difficult thing for me to say, uh, to explain people, uh, and, and the, the only way I have to, to show them is making them taste the water and taste different kinds of food. Yeah, and I think this is the quite fascinating thing for our listeners, and I, I think this is something still brand new for a lot of people, because here in America, 99% of the population thinks water is just for hydration. They don't even think about the idea of first mineral compositions, and then even the ability, because water has now taste, uh, we accomplished that clearly about Petras, now the ability to even have an impact on other foods that you can pair it, even have an reaction to other beverages. And I think that is always the fascinating thing. And this is why I think the whole idea of this concept of water sommelier and water tasting it will be blowing up right now here in America because we're giving something completely new to a product, what they maybe already know and engage with on a daily basis, but they never thought they can actually start to pair it now. And I call Petras, I would say it because Michael said as well, you can go both ways. Uh, spicy dishes, grilled fish, maybe even a steak. I'm always calling these kind of waters a charming boy. Because a charming boy is a person who's trying to fit in everywhere and succeeds pretty well. So Petras is for me clearly a, a charming boy in a very, very positive way. Because first... I love high mineral content waters. This is like because I'm Germany. My palate runs on high mineral waters. That's just in our history in Germany like that. Um, so Petros has 2,800 TDS. So what I'm already like eager to taste because water has character for me then. And then uh, the carbonation was very interesting. I'm not actually a big fan of carbonated waters. It's just not my thing. My wife loves to drink carbonated waters. But Petros, I have to say, is incredible. The carbonation is so, so, so nice settled in. And I think this has, again, something to do because it's natural carbonated. And this is what I feel all the time when I'm tasting waters. I feel like that the artificial carbonated waters can be very harsh sometimes on the palate. The bubbles are sometimes very, very strong, very too intense to me. But here, this is like really like a round, beautiful form. And this is really, really nice. So good job, obviously. Not from your standpoint, because you don't do anything to it. You're just the person who makes sure this product goes perfectly into the bottle what Mother Nature wanted to be. Um, so I think it's a great job what Pedras does. Is it available in America? Yeah. Nowadays, I'm not sure. We have been there, but I'm not sure we are still there. I don't think so. Yeah, but, it's too uh, bad, huh? As we, as, we, as we sent you this one, 
these ones there are uh, places that can where can they can be bought to uh, the states yeah? so i know martin received uh, a bottle of vitago but you know you you haven't tried it so let me try it then tell a little story while i do this so Two years ago, we did a water tasting competition in, uh, in, in China. And we had both Pedras and Vidago competing. And, you know, you have five uh, water sommeliers on, on the stage. And I was very nervous because I knew that the waters are very similar. And I was very nervous about the results, thinking, what if, if one wins and the other one has very little points? It looks very stupid for, for us judging the waters. But when I saw the results, I was very happy because both waters were exactly at the same level across five jury members and both won, won the same, uh, in this case, the silver medal. So they are very similar and people um, notice that they're very similar. But I have to say, I've done this a while ago. I'm doing it again. I still think if you put them next to each other, you notice a little bit of, of, of a difference. And when Michael is pouring, I think this is a good a good concept to, to talk a little bit about it because Michael, you're absolutely right. When you're drinking today, Hedras, and tomorrow another brand, it will be maybe hard for you to distinguish the difference. When you have them side by side, and this is always, I can just like really like do it, people, buy yourself in the grocery store several spring waters, put them side by side, don't chill them down, and drink them side by side. You will suddenly realize the difference in taste. That is for me always the fascinating part when it comes to a water tasting. Yeah, and you clearly, so putting this side by side, you could clearly differentiate the two, the two waters. It's very tiny amount. So I think the thing it's most striking is the a little bit different levels of carbonation in, in the two in the two waters and it, it you sense a little bit of a difference and you would be surprised exactly as Martin said, people are not paying attention. That's why they think water is just water. We are really, really, really good, and everyone is. You don't have to be a water sommelier. Everyone can really taste the difference. And we sometimes, this is 3,000, so you think there's a lot of things in there. Sometimes we do those tastings with glacier water or rainwater, which is a TDS of 10, 12, maybe 20. And you put a rainwater next to a glacier water, and you notice the difference. You immediately notice the difference, even so there's almost no minerals in the water. So... If you pay attention, a world opens up to you. If you think water is just water, you're missing out a lot. A lot. <laughs> really, a lot. I can't stress it enough. Um, no, 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 Michael, you, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's, again, every day for me, it's so incredible to taste all the differences in water. And it's so much fun to see now people, and I saw this on, on, on my social media accounts, they're sending me all the time videos where like kids doing now water tastings or like the parents with their kids doing water tasting. It's such a fun, cool family affair as well and an exercise to do this because obviously, okay, maybe in Europe you would do it with your kids to drink wine and doing a wine tasting. But here in America, that's not really the thing what, what people would accept to do. So you can actually educate your kids already in tastings about beauty of beverages to do a water tasting. And that is, I think, a very, very cool exercise for everybody. Are you guys doing this in Portugal as well? Are you doing something? What's, how are kids reacting to the water? Because I know that kids have 
I'm always saying their palate is not ruined yet. So they can, they can detect a lot of things into water. Yeah, they do, they do. In, but one, one of the things I think it's important in this thing of tasting water, of getting to know the waters, is that first of all, people need to not drink the water. That is to say, we are used to drink the water. Just get the water and drink it. You have to let the water flow inside your body and feel it. And then try to describe what you are feeling. Yeah. And the things that you, you said, like, like uh, Michael and you said, about having different waters and comparing them, tasting them, one and then the other and then the other, it's, it's the best way for people to get to know what are the differences in the water. And one, one of the things I think it's very, very important, apart um, together with all the, the natural naturality that we spoke about the water, is that uh, these waters, according to uh, the law in Europe, they must be drinkable in the source. That is to say, you cannot uh, add any kind of chemical, do any kind of intervention to kill any kind of bacteria because there is no bacteria in the source. The, in the source, they are completely drinkable. So it is really something that is exceptional. You, you, you have like natural mineral water in the world, you would have like less than 1% of all the water in the world, very much less. And water, natural mineral water with natural gas in the world is even a smaller part of that. If we are nowadays all looking for natural things, for things that come from nature, that just won't harm you, you should look to natural mineral water because it comes from the source and goes to your glass just the same way it is done in nature. Yeah? Absolutely. I think it's important and not only for water, but also for your food. And the trend is already here. People want to know where the food is coming from. They want to have it unprocessed and they also need to pay attention to the water and don't think water is just water. What was yeah. striking for me as a big difference to where I live now in the US and, and Europe was also exactly as you said, this paying attention to water, focusing on the food, focusing on giving the experience some space, I think is really important. And I noticed there are people sitting down for drinking water. In the US, when you see, and even advertising, people walking around with a bottle and while they're walking or driving, they're drinking the water. So you don't pay attention to the water. In Portugal, I noticed people sitting down, they're ordering a coffee and they're ordering a water. And they don't order the big bottle. You also have this beautiful, that might be a little bit of an older version, beautiful small bottles. And it's just a single serving. So there's nothing better than being in Lisbon or in, in, in Vitago, sitting down at a coffee shop, looking at the market square, getting a really nice coffee, a small glass of water. You sit down, you relax, you enjoy the coffee, you enjoy the water, and you have hydrated yourself, but you, you made it into an experience. And for me, that's so European, this focus on food, focus on the water, and not just walking around and drinking water for hydration. Yeah. I think that is the takeaway from the whole session today. Um, it's not just about hydration. And this is like really what, what, and I love what Michael just said. And this is clearly, uh, it's a cultural shift 
between Europe and America because you're absolutely right. In America, it's always about when you see bottle commercials, it's always about hydration, I'm thirsty, I need to drink water. It is never about, no, I'm sitting down, I want to relax, I want to breathe, I want to like go back a little bit into myself and enjoy myself on a great beverage. Then you will see suddenly somebody with a whiskey tumbler and doing like this. Oh yeah, this whiskey. It's so good. Yeah, that's the right, that's the right stuff right there. Huh? Nobody would bring that in a commercial with a water. To do like this, oh my God, this water. It's so good. Huh? And that is, I think, the big culture, how different the culture still is in America versus to Europe. And you're absolutely right, Michael. When you're going to Lisbon or when you're going to Berlin or when you're going to Rome or wherever in Europe, people will sit down for their coffee break. They're relaxing. They're having an espresso. They're buying a bottle of water and enjoying themselves. And I think that is the big takeaway again today. Water is not just hydration. Water is way more. You can discover way more into water. And clearly, I love what you said as well. Water should come from nature. It should not be altered as well. And I know some people will say, what? I cannot believe they don't, they don't put chlorine in there. What? I cannot believe that. No, a good water does not need any treatment because Mother Nature already treats it for perfect for your body. And therefore, thank you so much for participating. Is there something from Portugal what you love to share with us to the end? Well, uh, uh, I'm very happy that we, we have been discussing these fantastic products and uh, uh, mainly uh, to get people to know what are natural, natural mineral waters, how they are formed, how they can contribute to a balanced um, diet from the people. I think that is the main thing that we should focus on. This is all the work that we have been, been doing. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining us here. And, you know, both Martin and I would love for you if you talk to, to your salespeople, to corporate, tell them, please share. Don't keep it for yourself in Portugal. Please share with the rest of the world. We want to have access to, to the water as well. And Martin and I would be both love to be ambassadors for showcasing this water because we truly believe in, in this water. So whenever you want to do something, come to the U.S. or any other places. We would love to work with you getting the word out about this beautiful water. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I think so too. It's an incredible water. I would please to have it on the water menu at Petit Emitage. We're in the middle of launching a new water menu. Hopefully, Petros can obviously support me with that water because I would love to have it. And again, for everybody else, thank you so much for listening into A Water With today with Petros Water from Portugal. And you know, to the end, I'm always saying, Stay thirsty, stay hydrated, and cheers to a great water from nature. Cheers, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in.